my thumb hit the mute button instead of the off button. And a small click happened, and they thought I hung up the phone. But let me share with you what I heard verbatim, word for word. It changed my life. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information. Mm. And make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Oh, wow. Welcome to the Innovative Founder, the show where entrepreneurs get real. real. These are the raw, the gut-wrenching, often hilarious, sometimes shocking, and definitely entertaining stories of innovative business founders who are making their beautiful dent in the world. No BS, no posturing, and no narcissists allowed. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the unscripted adventures on today's episode. Now, here's your hairless hosts, Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Innovative Founder. Excited to have you on this week. Um, exciting here, Colorado, where we're, we're very bipolar in our weather. We're at 90 degrees one day and 62 the other day, I went to a wedding this last weekend and uh, had to had a heated blanket in the mountains, even though it was 90 in Denver. It was in the 60s up in the mountains. Still, still delightful. Um, I know, Bob, in the Midwest, you don't really deal with that. You just deal with humidity. Is well, right? it's been actually pleasant. We had a couple days where it was in close to 100. It was unbearable. But this week has been absolutely pleasant. Spent a lot of time outside and it's just been glorious. So... Um, this weekend I got to do a little bit of a post father's day thing. Um, All right. and so I got to do things that, uh, three things that I really enjoy. So I got to golf with my oldest daughter and my wife. Perfect. And then I got to go see Billy Joel live at Notre Dame oh. stadium with my youngest daughter oh. and Billy Joel, 73 years old, Brandon, who sold out a stadium and did two hour, 15 minute show. Amazing. Like it, it is amazing. And what's more amazing is like, he's on his fourth wife. He's got two young kids. So I guess that <laughs> kind of makes him young, but <laughs> here's a guy who appeared in the seventies, right? Wrote, wrote most of his stuff in the seventies and eighties. And then at some point just said, I'm done writing in the early nineties. Hmm. But as yet, he sells out Madison Square Garden every month and sells out stadiums all over the country in the summer. And he works once or twice a month. And that's it. Um, our guest today talks a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. Listen for listen for that. And then on uh, Sunday, got to go to the White Sox game with my whole family and enjoy that. So for me, perfect weekend. Love it. Love it. Well, <laughs> I was in Mexico. Went down for a client of ours and friend, and uh, he has some vacation roles down there, and got to do some Mexico touring around, getting a lot of footage, um, kind of creating a promotional video for that area. Um, there was one evening where I drank way too much tequila and and sat by the pool and was kind of starry-eyed. And um, the client well, said, it's not the tequila, it's the mix. The mix is really bad. Like, like oh, okay. oh. feel so bad. The mix is really low quality, I guess. Or, so all <laughs> that high fructose was causing me. Oh, yeah. You, you know, got to be careful. You got to have really pure yeah. tequila and watch what you put in it. Yeah. yeah so for just sure. need to drink it straight from the bottle at this point going forward. Beautiful. But that was a fun trip. Had a blast. Um, yeah. At <laughs> least it didn't end with, hey, uh, I drank too much tequila and ended up in a, in a Tijuana prison. Like right, like that. As, yes. Has anyone seen my kidneys? I think they were sold. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I'm glad that didn't happen. Now, but, being in your 50s, Brandon, what's the recovery time after a episode <laughs> like that? It's, you know, I was smart. As soon as as soon as I, I um got over the sickness, we'll say I immediately went to Gatorade, water, yes. hydration, and uh, sleep. And I uh, didn't even wake up with a hangover. So, that so was, there's there's a tip for all you kids out there um, <laughs> who are old enough to drink. Make sure that you hydrate well. Gatorade, yes. Pedialyte. So we're not just giving like business tips here. Like exactly. this, is, this is life this is advice. Life. This is full life. Yeah. This Make sure you get those damage. electrolytes in you. Otherwise, right. you are going to have a miserable, miserable following day, if not two days. So yes. you're welcome. Well, See? Talk about lifestyle. Uh, it was interesting. We didn't expect our next guest to really talk about this, but um, our guest today is Ari Gelper. Ari is arguably 
maybe not arguably like the, he is the number one trust based selling expert in the world. He just mm-hmm. is. Um, I, I know there's a lot of sales gurus out there and we've probably all read a bunch of books on sales, but for Brandon and I, Ari is the guy that we most connect with because he has a high level of empathy and, you know, Brandon, you always say trust is a new currency. Well, Ari only deals in trust. That mm. is the currency that Ari deals in. And that's, I think, why we resonate with him so much. Wouldn't you agree? Totally, completely agree with that. And what I appreciate, especially with what we do, is we're always encountering business owners who, and I think most people are just uncomfortable with the idea of selling because they think they have to be someone or not. They think they have to arm themselves with a bunch of outdated techniques and strategies to get past objections. And, and Ari has just thrown all of that smarminess out the window and has just come up with a way of selling that is resonates with people and, 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 and solving the real problem and asking the right questions to get to the, the core of what needs to be solved. Uh, and, and what I appreciate about the interview today is that how you, you can kind of lob anything at Ari and he is just calm and collected and he's Ugh. unfazed and we're going to get through this. His approach is, you can hire us or not, you know, if this is the right fit for both of us, then we'll proceed. And and it's not going to, there's no, there's no disarming. There's, there's no coming to the table and see who's the better negotiator and all that. (laughs) It's just all that stuff that sounds exhausting. um, And I'm sure has its place of course, but he gets, he throws it out. Every time I have a conversation with Ari, I realize I have so much further to go in Mm. my dealings with prospects and things like that, because he's, I I know he's been doing this for 20 plus years, but like he, he truly is a master at it. And so he gives you a little glimpse in this interview. Um, He's been in fortune magazine, Inc magazine, um, CEO magazine. Uh, He, he is an American that has uh, citizenship in Australia. You're going to hear his story. Uh, you're going to hear about his son, Toby, and, and why he's so special. In fact, he wrote a book uh, called Lessons from Toby that uh, I think you're going to want to get your hands on. Um, but the, what I think what you're going to most like about Ari is that he makes things very simple. And so we don't have a lot of resources to share with you other than you want to go see him at Unlock the Game, unlockthegame.com. Mm-hmm. Everything he has is there. And uh, he's got a very simple process. You can get his book there and he's got another book coming out. But I I think if you are in any sort of environment where you having conversations with prospects, um, this is the gentleman and the expert that I think you want to connect with. So make sure you get over to his site and make sure you connect with them. And Ari's not uh, one dimensional. You're going to hear about a project that he's working on. Um, You're going to laugh. Uh, There's a lot of great life advice in this interview. We can't wait for you to listen to it. So without further ado, here is our friend and guest, Mr. Ari Gelper. All right. Welcome to the show, Ari Gelper from down under the land of uh, vast wilderness, but immense beauty. Ari Gelper, good to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, guys. So I guess the first question is, how does one get from the U.S. to Australia? What brought you there? I still have the American accent, too, after 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, Americans don't change. But um, uh, yeah, I met my wife on a dating site 20 years ago. Literally, she's from Sydney, was working in Los Angeles. I was in San Diego. We met on the site. This is pre-swiping. This is only like DOS. <laughs> it's pre-swiping. <laughs> probably all you much get, better at that point. All you get like is a little photo and mostly text. You know, it's like an old <laughs> sample. <of her. laughs> yeah. And so she emails me, uh, and we had a conversation. Then we started dating, and then I, I, I said, "Well, she's like, come out visit my family." I was like, "Wow, Australia is so far away, but sure, I came out here. We got engaged, uh, and then married here, and then we uh, we moved back to LA. To, we're going to kind of live in Los Angeles, and we had our first son, Toby, who I'll tell you about in a little while. And then, because they have special needs, we decided to bring him back to over here because she has a big family, lots of cousins and nephews out of a small family over there. So just Felt like the right thing to do. And that's where I started everything from there. Awesome. How long have you been married? 20 years. 20 uh, 19, years. 19 years, actually. So we got married a year. Oh, after we can round up on this show. We, we're not, <laughs> we're not really, rounding up is acceptable. Yeah. Rounding here. Yeah. We're not really yeah, yeah, yeah. great at math. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so what are the challenges, Ari, of running a business um, kind of in 
essentially on a different day, different time zone. I, your clients are probably global, but I imagine you have a lot of clients in the U.S. What, what are the challenges that comes with this? Well, there's minimum time. So all I have is about three hours of U.S. time, which is my early morning. And then I got the afternoon, which is Australia time. So I have to really be focused on who I'm speaking with, my time, attention, and of course, leveraging myself, which we can talk about, uh, which I've replicated myself this year with a whole group of people. So yeah, really just how to replicate myself has been my goal this year. I would assume the time constraint has helped you maybe hone your, what you offer and, and your Correct. selling and okay. It's all about less time and higher value. Talk Excellent. about that a little bit. What do you mean? Well, I'll give you an example. Like like a year ago, I was called in this big company to train their sales team and they, they saw my work and I charged them really, a really high fee and I, they were going to decide on whether to hire me or not. And I went in the offices and then there's a VP of sales and the head of marketing, uh, the, the CEO and VP of sales kind of skeptical. He's like, well, how, you know, you're charging us a lot of money here. I mean, how much of your time do we get? And I said to him, not very much. <laughs> he goes, what? I said, it's not about time. It's about focus and solving your problem. You know, and that's just like, he couldn't understand that concept. Mm. And, it's, and that's what, that's, the, that's kind of what it's, it's the 80, 90, 95, 5, 80, 20. You got to focus on what the biggest lever is. And that is not about time. It's about focus. Love that. I think you made a presentation when, uh, that I'm, that I'm going to refer to a little bit later back with Perry is, is, in that uh in one of your conversations with people was they wanted some kind of a full length proposal and 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 details of what they're going to get and all things and you gave them like a one sheet or or less you gave them like a sentence or two and they're like oh okay and they hired you you know it, right. it, it it's shifting this old model of okay a lot of money a lot of time right it's this idea that okay to get value i get you know 20 hours a week of ari Exactly. And clearly, that's not the case. From what and you're now, there's about. no proposals. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, does that come from positioning Ari, or does it come from something else? Well, you know what I figured out: contracts, proposals, all those documents are all a manifestation of a lack of trust. Mm. Okay. If two parties trust each other, they wouldn't need this paperwork in advance. Think about it. All these contracts we sign are all because of the lack of trust. So if I can build enough trust with somebody in one conversation uh, and I can make it clear that we're not going to chase you, you're not going to chase us, we don't have proposals. The question really is, do you want us to solve your problem or not? Yes or no? And when I get super focused like that with someone, all of a sudden everything else goes out the window, the whole bureaucracy of buying something goes out the window and they want to make a decision. And that's, that's what we're battling out there is indecisiveness, the unwillingness to make a commitment and the bureaucracy in between those two things. So playing devil's advocate a minute. So not even an outline? A no outline. No sketch. Oh, well, obviously if it's a complex implementation, sure. But that's, okay. more, that, but that's more onboarding. Onboarding. Okay. Okay. Not, not pre-sale. Gotcha. So what we do is we figured out a meta step that goes before onboarding called a roadmap. And it's a visual tool that you use with someone or in a business where you basically show them in a process how you solve their problem, yeah. not what the solution is. It's a different so concept. That's what I wanted to actually tap on. Might as well jump on it is you you did that presentation and and Bob and I immediately created one, a visual representation of what happens when you're a feed stories client. So I love that. And and honestly since your presentation, you said something that I now incorporate into one of our core video sets, and that is show the client what to expect. People want to know they're a part of a process. And so that is actually one of the core videos we now create is called How It Works. And I have everyone take their entire business, maybe it's 30 steps or 10 steps or 100 steps, and they have to break it down and do three and communicate three. This is what happens in the beginning. This is what happens in the middle. This is what happens in the end. And uh, absolutely borrowed that, stole that, ripped that off from you. I thought it was genius. <laughs> Any, anytime, anytime. <laughs> Look, I, what, what, we, what, I, what I think I figured out is that people really don't care about how you solve the problem. What they care about is if you want to solve it or not. And, and so, you know, yeah, go ahead. 
Well, that's interesting, Ari, because a lot of people. So I, I think what we're saying is people who that really want their problem solved don't care about the solution. But you do yes. get clients or we'll call them prospects sure. that, that are like, I want you to list out the steps. Is that because they don't trust you or they don't trust themselves? Well, they're doing what they're, what they're expected to do. It's, it's our job to flip the story on that. So if someone says to you, hey, I want you to walk me through what you guys do and how it works and how it caught much it costs. Normally we're like, okay, sure, here's what we do. Because we're, we're so conditioned to respond to the questions. See, right. they, think they're walk, they think they're walking to a shopping mall and they're shopping around. We're in the store saying, oh, here's what we got. What do you think? That's how we're trained to respond in selling. But our model is more of a doctor-patient model where I think they walked into a shopping mall, but with us, they walked into a clinic. Mm. And, you know, and what does doctor say? First thing he says is, where does it hurt? The patient doesn't say, what medicines do you have? And how does the medicine work? And that's what we do. So our model is to flip that switch and say, look, I'd be happy to walk you through everything. No problem at all. Would you be open first? If we can take a step back for a moment and walk me through your background, your story, your situation, your challenge, and we'll go from there. Is that okay with you? That's how we flip the whole thing back. We get control. Hmm. Okay. So all of us have grown up in the internet marketing space. And one of the things that, you know, in, in 20 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, it was, it was a direct response sales letter, which of course still works and is powerful. But I, what I appreciate about the things that you share is that most people, especially in our case, when we get them on camera, they do not want to be salesy. They do not want to be pushy. There exactly. is some personalities out there, and you know who they are. We know who they are, that they they get some kind of gratification off of draining a wallet and using yeah. all these little levers and tricks to get the sale and close yeah. the sale. And I would push back on this if you think so, but I think 90 plus percent of people are not comfortable doing that, Correct. especially the business owners, the day-to-day -day business owners that we talk to and we interview and we film. No, but I'm not asking anyone to, to sell an infomercial. Um, I am asking them to tell me what problem you uniquely solve and tell me how you do it and give me some examples and tell me some good stories about your yeah. customers that yeah. are delighted with you. Yeah. And what I appreciate about your style is that you completely flip that whole model in a way that is comfortable, I think, for 100% of people? Well, if you make it about them, human nature is when you make it about someone else, what they say to themselves inside is, he just gets me. Mm. He understands me. And that's what real trust is. Real trust is when they feel that you understand them, not be impressed with your, what you do. It's a very different thinking. And what, when you think this way, what happens is you go in, into their world as much as you can. You stay in there as long as you can until they say to you this. They say, how can you help me? When you have that coming from your prospects, then you know you're in the right place. But if you try prematurely educate, uh, over uh, provide credibility too much up front about you, what happens is they suppress about themselves and all the energy is about what you've got. And then a the whole thing kind of goes backwards. Hmm. Can I ask you a question? So what, is there a story? Is there something around this, this style that you've come up with? There's a hundred different people who do different types of sales training out there. Why you, what, what, what was the thing that got you on this vein? What was the story behind it? Thank you for asking that question, because there is a pivotal story that caused me to kind of see something others couldn't see. And this happened about 20 years ago when I was a sales manager of a software company. We launched the first online website tracking tools. Now it's called Google Analytics. I'm sure you know what that is, obviously. What is that? We the first, <laughs> we that? The first, yeah, exactly. A little, pixel, a little pixel thing. Remember that thing? Pixels. What? So um, we were one of the first ones to launch something like this years ago in San Diego, high-tech company. And I was managing 18 salespeople at the time. The big leads came across my desk, the big opportunities. And this one call came inbound. I got the call. Big, huge company. You recognize the name. They had websites all over the world. They were interested in our product. They heard about it, and they agreed to a conference call. So the day finally came, Friday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, if I closed this one deal, it would literally double the revenue in one sale. That's how big it was. Big mm -hmm. company. So uh, when I was in my conference with my CEO, a closer behind me, big, long conference table, in the middle of the table is the old school speakerphones. Remember the Star Trek three yes. legs on it? Yes. And I hit, yes. hit the speakerphone and dial tone comes up. 
I dialed the number of my contact. He picks it up. He's like, hey, Ari, how's it going? He's like, good, good. And so um, he says to me, Ari, let us introduce to you who's over here with us in the room. I was like, oh, great. Next thing I hear is, my name is Mike. I'm CEO. I was like, oh, man, CEOs. This is good. My name is Charlie. I'm head of global IT. Even better. My name is Julian, head of marketing. Amazing. I mean, everybody in this room was a decision maker. Like, sure. it's going to happen. It's going to happen today. <laughs> They're all there. So I introduced myself, explain what we do. We logged into the, to the web back then and showed them kind of a, a live demo uh, on the screen to sh- how it looked to track their websites. And I was walking through all the live data on one of the websites we use as a prototype. And I'm showing this to them. And I started hearing this noise on the phone call. Like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. <laughs> and they started asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? Who are your clients? What's your background? And of course, I had all the answers. I was competent. I wasn't pushy. I was just answering objections. And look, there was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like <laughs> a love fest on the phone. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, love yeah. It. You're literally probably high-fiving your colleagues. If you I'm getting a high-five like- back here. I got okay. like this thumbs up. Yeah. My, my boss is on his phone for his new car he wants to buy, the new wheels. He's already ordering the for his bonus <laughs> money. You can already see, like, this is it. It's already over, you know? And yeah. honestly, it was it really wasn't amazing. It was the dream call come true. They were happy. I was answering questions. Call comes to a close. My, my guy said to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Look, give us a call a couple of weeks. Follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. I was like, oh, thank you, God, you know? And so I said my goodbyes. I took my hand. And I reached for the speakerphone. As I'm reaching for the speakerphone at the off button, by complete accident, now it's a divine intervention, my thumb hit the mute button instead of the off button. Mm-hmm. And a small click happened, and they thought I hung up the phone. And that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly <laughs> on the wall. Go where no one's ever gone before in the world of sales. I was like, should I? All right, I will. And so I pulled my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. Now, you'd probably expect them to say things like what? Hey. Great call. Yeah. Can't wait to work with this guy. Exactly. That's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting here. But let me. Exactly. Of course. But let me share with you what I heard verbatim word for word. It changed my life. That's why we're here today. What they said was they said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information. Mm-hmm. And make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Oh, wow. Knife and heart twist. I was in a state of shock. Wow. I literally snapped out of it, hit the off button, looked at the wall and said to myself, what did I do wrong? Right. I was friendly. I was competent. I was professional. I answered objections. I did everything by the sales books that I read and went to seminars on. Nothing out of the ordinary. And then I asked myself, why were they afraid to tell me the truth? Why not just be upfront about the whole thing? Why all this game going on that I have yeah. to now be abused because of it? And so I said to myself, man, I've got to figure this thing out. And, and I realized what's going on is there's this invisible river of subtle pressure that flows underneath the sales process you have with someone else. And if we don't address that pressure and remove it immediately, what happens is we never get to the truth of people. We're always playing a game with them, following up with them, giving a call back, and they never feel comfortable telling you where you stand. And so I realized if I can make a mental shift, a mindset shift away from the sale, and just focus only on trust building and taking the pressure out of the conversation, then I'll build what I call a moment of vulnerability where the other person feels comfortable telling you the truth. And that became our whole unlock the game mindset 20 years ago, which is now, of course, a global phenomenon. Hey, everybody. I hope you're really enjoying today's interview with Ari Galper. Uh, I am so appreciative of his training. We have incorporated into our, our business feed stories so much, some of his principles. And I want to encourage you to go to unlockthegame.com and get his book and get his training. He has a free series on there that he offers. Absolutely worth it. If you're someone who's ever been uncomfortable with the idea of being salesy, being pushy, or you're just looking for some fresh perspective on um, different than 90% of the stuff out there on getting to selling, Ari's the guy for you. So definitely go to his website, get his resources and enjoy. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now, back to your hosts, Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. 
Yeah, Unlock the Game has, has been a game changer, if I could use the word twice. I mean, um, obviously, we've heard a number of presentations, gone through your training, read the book. Um, Brandon and I, it was interesting. It, this was just a couple months ago. Brandon and I were, were at a conference together, and we were talking with a prospect. And... You know, we thought, hey, this guy is going to hire us and, you know, we're going to get a $25,000 video contract and it was all going well. And he's like, hey, guys, can I and, and we have a good relationship with this with this individual. We spent a couple of days and he said, can I be honest with you? He said, I have no doubt that you guys are world class. I have no doubt that the videos you're going to create are going to be absolutely amazing. He goes where I'm having trouble right now is I'm not sure I know what to do with what you create for me and I'll have the ability to use them in the best way possible. And that Brandon and I just kind of like looked at each other and went, wow, you know, we, we, we built a, we built that trust with this individual where he was really vulnerable and said, like, I don't really trust myself to implement what you create for me. And it, it it was something that we had never really addressed with prospects. We just assumed, hey, they're shopping us. They want our videos. Right. We're the best at it. Like, why wouldn't they hire us? And it was really eye-opening for us to be able to go, oh, I wonder if all those no's that we got in the past wasn't mm-hmm. a no to us. It was a no to themselves. Correct. And it, it, it's changed the way we present. Now, part of what we do at the beginning is we're making sure that they understand what they need and how they're going to use it before they ever right. make a decision to hire us. It was it was transformational. And that moment of vulnerability was really, it was heavy. It was like, we knew it was a seminal moment for us. Definitely. That was a big breakthrough. Yeah, it's amazing. So, I mean, this is 20 years. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got, how did you get to be a sales manager at this firm? Like, did you just jump into sales out of college? Like what, what got you? Yeah. Well, I mean, literally actually in college, while I was in college, I used to sell, go door to door and sell the little coupons for oil changes. Uh, you know, when you, you kind of snap, plug a hole in it, literally door to door, I would do that. And then I did so well that after college, I got my first job selling advertising in Seattle and I, I, I sold Yellow Page advertising for the mini Yellow Pages that went inside of a car. It was called cell phone Yellow Pages, mobile Yellow Pages. Oh, you may goodness. not have seen that, but it wasn't your glove compartment. That was when you had a cell phone, the bricks, and you yeah. pulled over and you a pizza shop, but there was no yeah. Google, just a, a little, little booklet. I used to sell ads in that little booklet. And what I would do is I'd go into a, a town, and, and what I'd do is I'd go to normal Yellow Page ads, and I'd, I'd print out their normal ad in the three different sizes onto a sheet. Then I walk into a shop and say, here's our new yellow pages coming out. It goes in your car. And there's three sizes. And I pulled their own ad out. And I said, like a pizza. There was small, medium, and large. And this is the sizes that come in your ad. Which one would you like to try out to see if it works or not? They always chose a medium, a medium, a medium, a medium. Uh-huh. And I became like the top sales guy with this little, little tool, you know, with their ad sizes. It was like, one, just choose. Anyway, so that kind of kicked off that whole career. Then I end up in this job in that company. And then, of course, that's why I got the wake-up call. And I quit my job after that conference call. And I said to myself, never again oh. am I experience that or let someone else experience that. That's where I launched my whole Unlock the Game business. Okay. Now, now no offense, Ari. You just don't come across to us as a salesperson. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, you're dressed Thank nice God. on the call, you know, but, like, you're one of the kindest most yeah. empathetic people that we know. Yeah. And you're not we, one of these amped up. You've had three lattes. You're just <laughs> looking for the next vein. And you're, you're not wearing a plaid jacket. Of. Your I hair's mean, not really greased back. Like, yeah. How does yeah, a nice, a kind man get into sales? Like, what? sure you... <laughs> you know what you're doing there? Come on. I want some sham. Wow. I want some infomercial. I want some cheese, baby. Come on, Ari. Give me something. <laughs> Maybe because my 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 dad was a psychologist, and he always used to be a good, really good listener. I think, and I picked that up from him is to really just listen to people, and and really not make the real key is not making assumptions. When you make assumptions, you automatically assume there's a sale coming, and you change your behavior, and you put up what I call sales armor on. You put armor around yourself to protect yourself from the bullets, the rejection that might be coming, and then what happens is you lose your authenticity. But when you take the armor off and you don't focus on yourself, you focus on someone else, you can, you're allowed to now 
walk into someone else's world. They'll let you in inside there. Once you're inside there, you got to respect their world and really help diagnose and find their problem. So that's why I use the doctor analogy a lot because we, we have an x-ray process. So we x-ray a problem and then we prescribe a solution if they want to solve it or not. So we didn't make zero assumptions. We're always asking, do you want to solve this problem? Because it's up to you. Like we never say, do you want to move forward? Because it's not about the solution. It's about, do you want to solve the problem or not? Oh, so once you're in that space, you have to sell ever again. I love it. So, Ari, based on that phone call, give us a summary of bullet points of what you would have done different before. Great we question. Into a story. Okay. So there's one, there's just one thing that I, so people ask me, what would you do now in 20 years if I was on that call? Yeah. I mean, and the it, answer it sounds like a great call. Like, like I'm thinking, oh wow, that I've been, We've all been on these calls. Yeah, it happens like, every day. Nothing flatline. Everybody right. around the world right now, it's happening. Millions of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're sleepwalking through the whole thing because you're accepting it. So what? Here's what. Here's the answer to that question. The answer is I never would have had the call. Oh. Because on the first conversation with the first guy who called in, I would have got the truth. You see, it, my whole premise is the sales loss at the beginning and not the end of the process. Wow. If you do it right from the beginning, that would have known the truth. I wouldn't have pursued it. I would have let it go, moved on. I would know their agenda ahead of time. I should have asked questions around a lot of things around what their plans were. Hmm. I assumed because it was inbound, big corporate name. I got the hopium. You know the hopium feeling where you're just like, oh, yeah. you know that drug? <laughs> Yeah, You're just yeah. like, oh man, inbound yeah, bluebird out of nowhere. Yeah, man, this is a, this is the whale I've been waiting for my whole career. Jesus, it's gonna happen. We're gonna pay off the house. Good. So, um, we'll, we'll we'll pause here a moment. All right, could you just give us some information about how people could dive into this philosophy website books right now? If you could just give that to us. Yeah, just remember one website. Go to unlockthecame.com. You can get my book there. Unlock the sales game. There's a free masterclass, my podcast. You can connect with me there and listen to I do a show once a month called Stump the Guru, where people jump in live on LinkedIn and ask me whatever question they want, try and stump me. It's a lot of fun. Already uh, live without a net. Love it. Yeah, on the net, literally live. And so, yeah, it, just deep your, deep your toe in the water. If it resonates with you, then reach out. If it doesn't, no problem. So that's fantastic. And, and, you know, we'll obviously we're we're going to encourage the listeners to um, in, invest their time in this. I mean, it's the the resources that you're giving away um, are so valuable if they if they really understand that. So we we want to encourage people to do that. But I think my favorite book already wrote is Lessons from Toby. Can you tell us a little bit about that book and Toby, your son? Sure, sure. So our first son was Toby. And a day after he was born, we were told that he had Down syndrome. And at first, we'd know what that meant to our lives. But we realized we had a gift on our hands. If you know someone who has Down syndrome, you know they're, they're special people. They, they're, they're transparent. They're loving. They're, they have no hidden agenda. They're so pure in their soul. And I said to myself, man, why can't we be like that? Especially in sales, you know, because we're so caught up in all these little layers of what we should be doing. And so he has impacted me so much. I wrote a book about him called Lessons from Toby, which are really lessons about how to live your life without agendas uh, and connecting with people. And so he's been a real mascot to our business and all my clients have his book and it's on my website. But the point of the book is that as a premise of our philosophy is that if you can let go of your own agenda and step into someone else's world, then you create this instant connection with someone at a deep level where they almost feel the sense that you're the one for them. And he does that every day without even trying. And I'm saying to myself, man, he's the role model. Yeah. Why can't we be like him? That's why I'm so proud of how well he's doing. He's 18 years old now. He's doing great. Uh, he's graduating high school, looking forward to his job. And he's just so productive. And he's just watching him every day. is a marvel. Give us one of your favorite Toby stories. Well, I mean, he recently, he says to me, Ari, I got, I got three goals. I said, well, wh what's that? It's like, out of nowhere. I was like, does he call I'm you Ari or call you dad? Not dad. He calls me dad. So yeah, he calls me dad. <laughs> Check it. And I was Just like, what? I was like, he's so focused. I was like, I said, what are they? He's like, I'm going to move out. I'm going to get a girlfriend. I'm going to get a job. I'm like, how focused is that? I'm like, okay, I'm getting out of your way. I'm getting out of your way, you know? And like, he's just so determined to be independent. 
I just don't see it in a lot of adults I work with, you know, that level of focus. <laughs> right? I mean, I honestly, I see a lot of babies around them. I got a babysit and um, uh, I'm just impressed with, with, with that level of focus. I don't want to have a girlfriend. So. I'm going to live at home yeah. and I'm going to be on unemployment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not <laughs> going to doesn't really know it yet, but I'm just going to move into his basement because I need to be taken care of. And Ari, yeah. the, the joke is Brandon doesn't realize we don't have a basement. We have a crawl space, so he won't, <laughs> he won't be there long. So we, we, like we did that on purpose. Yeah, really. Well, that's amazing. I, I think it, I think so many of us are afraid to kind of open up our personal lives. Um, and mix business and, and like our personal lives. And it's, it's something that I think we do more frequently in the entrepreneurial community. Um, you know, I share a lot in my book about, you know, coaching basketball and yeah. I learn as much, if not more about business coaching 15 exactly. year old boys than I do day to day in my business. Um, Brandon learns more about business doing Taekwondo yeah. than maybe he does in business. I know you guys got a kind of a taekwondo. connection there. What are I'm you sorry. talking about? Uh, How dare jiu-jitsu. you? I'm sorry. Jiu-jitsu I am with sorry. Taekwondo. I totally, oh. I totally butchered the bridge, so but so you and Brandon have something in common. Yes. But they're kind of two different Bob, disciplines. Bob, you talking about martial arts is me trying to talk about sports. It's, this is it's, <laughs> Bob slowly stepping away from the microphone. What sport? I don't know what the hell they're doing out there. They're running around. I'm trying to understand all kinds of sports things that Bob is into. And I'm yeah, it loses. I did, I did, I, I did a, a keto for Tell me years. about that. So, so the principles of a keto um, and, and principles of jujitsu, I'm sure there's lots of similar yeah. similarities. So tell me about that a little bit. So with a, it's an Aikido, I very much took a lot of philosophy into my process around that. So the keto, the concept of someone comes in and attacks you, the goal is not to uh, respond and hit back uh, resistance against resistance. The goal is if someone comes at you, you redirect their, their energy so no one gets hurt at the end, ideally. You know, so it's sort of a circular motion. That's very much what we teach in our system is when you feel resistance coming your way, like especially your objections, for instance. Let's just say when someone says to you, um, you know, your price is too high. A common one, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Normally in sales, we're, we either fight or flight. We either over, try to overcome it or we back away. Only it's very binary, right? Right. So, with, with our philosophy and this whole keto thing, our job is to diffuse the tension and re-engage again without losing the relationship at the moment. So in our case, you know, I'll give you some of our language that we came up with as a whole body work around this. But if someone says to you, your price is too high, in our world, we say, you're absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely right about that. Pause, breathe. I'm scared. Because now they're kind of like, huh? And this is diffusing. You're absolutely right about Slap that. Agree. No. You agree. You don't resist. You, you're, out, you're right about that. And then you say this. You say, it can be, and here's a magic word, perceived as high. You're right. Mm. If you haven't had a chance to go through the whole process and get the results you're looking for. From the outside in, it can appear that way. You're mm. right about it. Then you say, you reconnect now. Would you be open to a different perspective on how we can ROI this or build a business case around this so it makes sense for you long term so it feels comfortable for you? Would you be open to that? See, so what I just did right there is go through a process of diffusing, connecting, and reengaging again. Now you're back in the flow. Yes. And he was honest. It's true. It wasn't like I'm lying. It was the yeah. truth. The truth is it can appear that way if you haven't used it us yet. Of course it is. Yeah. Duh. Uh, there was no defensiveness. No, no it's the truth. Defending. What do you mean? You, you didn't take, there's nothing personal. No, because it's never about us. Well, it's you about their this, perception this. of reality. Love it. Love it. Love it. So today uh, I had jujitsu class this morning and we were, we were at the end of the class. So I've been training about five years. And so I have a lower belt and, and get my butt kicked all the time. And it's fun. But what we're talking about, the instructor, he showed some moves. And the, and, and the question came up, was, well, what about this when this happens? And what about when this happens? And he says, listen very carefully. He says, this is about push-pull. These techniques are useful if the opponent is moving his weight backwards or moving his weight forwards. One of the two. If he moves his weight forwards, you have... These five things you can do. 
If he's moving backwards, you have these five things you can do. But you can't use the things when he's moving forward. Mm. They won't work. Right. Because his weight is forward. You can't use his momentum against him. You can't right. knock him off balance. So it's like it was it was kind of laughter, but it was so key because mm. for, for my level, that is something I need to focus on as I move forward is I can't just, oh, I know this new move and I try it on everybody and they don't nothing happens. And the idea is, where is the momentum going? So I really appreciate what you're saying here. Look, I think one of the things that we talk about a lot is what we call trust based languaging. Words and phrases to use to diffuse tension and to reconnect. Like, did you, did you hear what I said? I said, would you be open? Mm-hmm. So the word open replaces the word, would you be interested? See, interest is a sales word. Okay. Open doesn't force them into a yes or a no. It creates a new space. And they, that's why languaging is so important in all this. Hey, everyone. I hope you are enjoying this conversation with Ari Gelber. I know Brandon and I are just enthralled to be talking with him once again, uh, taking a lot of notes, but just really being inspired by the way he approaches sales. And if you are in a position where you are talking with prospects or you find yourself struggling to make sales or you want to improve your sales technique, Ari is the one that you want to study. So I'd encourage you to go over to unlockthegame.com. Uh, there is free resources there. You can get his book. It is an amazing resource. Even if you never pay Ari a dollar, um, you will be able to learn more about sales and trust-based selling than you ever could. Um, that is unlockthegame.com. We would love for you to get to know Ari Gelper more. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now, back to your hosts, Bob Rickneris and Brandon Boyd. One thing you taught me, Ari, in that way, uh, I got this from you directly, was when you when you have a conversation with somebody and you get ghosted, um, there's an email that goes out. It's just like, hey, Ari, um, it's Bob. Hey, I want to apologize. I, I, I might have misunderstood something and and I, I, I want to apologize for potentially dropping the ball. And and the, the key phrase to say is, what, what would be the next logical step for us or for you? And I'll, I'll change it up. But it, that, that moment of apology with giving them options has been really transformational for me in, in working with prospects because it, it puts them in a position where they could be honest with me and I'm, being, I'm not pushing them um, because I get a lot of emails from people that say, Hey, Bob, I'm about to close your file. If I don't hear from you in the next three days, you won't hear from me again. Right. We've all got that email, like closing the file. Um, I found that email and variations of that email to be really effective. Yeah. That's called the falling on your sword uh, concept. And that's our magic email that works 99% of the time where rather than chasing somebody, the, the subject line says apology dot, dot, dot. Mm. And because it could have been you, not them. You could be the one that messed it up. But we assume it's them. So if you're the right. one to fall on your sword first, say, hi, I'm just giving you, writing you to drop your notes. First of all, to apologize. You know, I haven't heard from you for a few weeks. It's probably me, I'm sure. I may have dropped the ball or missed something or didn't answer your questions. I'm sure it's something on my end. And the only reason I'm contacting you is, and here's the key, is not to move things forward. <laughs> and they go, oh, good. They, they, they get relaxed. <laughs> then you say, I'm only writing you for some feedback on how I can improve next time around. Hmm. People only improve in their life when they get feedback from people. If you'd be open to sharing some of that, that would be great. That's all you write. Next thing you know, inbox, inbound reply, inbound reply. And they, you know the replies usually you say? They just say, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't you. It's, <laughs> it's me. me. Yeah. And the truth yeah. comes out. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely get some interesting responses back that are much deeper and much more of a conversation versus a transactional environment. So it's just another one of those things that you're just a master at. And uh, people really need to pick up your book (laughs) to learn this stuff. Well, they want to suffer through selling them. They don't have to. But this 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 single handily could change will change people's lives. No doubt about that. If as long as they're open to accepting what they know up till now is probably the problem. Exactly. It's a mindset shift, you know. It's got to you got to have an open mind. Now, 
Let, let's shift the conversation. You're you're a sales expert, and you know that's that's great. But um, you got other interest, I'm sure. And you uh, started off our conversation before the listeners got to chime in by showing us a picture. Tell us what you're. Tell us what you're doing. Well, last year when COVID hit over here and we went into the lockdown, um, I said to myself, "Man, what am I going to do for this next year?" Well, I think it's you know gets crazy around here. So I've always wanted to get an old classic car. And so I ended up getting an old classic Porsche and um, I'm not a car guy. I just like the way it looks. You know, I don't, I can't pick up a wrench. I wouldn't even know how to turn anything or don't ask me to turn a screwdriver. And so I was so ignorant. I saw a picture online, you know, locally here. I just thought, oh, that's so cool. And I asked my mechanic, can you come along with me? He's like, you can pick it up and look at it. He's like, I don't have time. I'm like, okay, I'll go myself. I just got the car. I didn't even look at it, tested it, and like that. And 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 I and I was and I had a tow truck pick it up. I didn't even want to drive it, you know, yet. And so as I'm driving, I'm behind the tow truck, you know, in my car, following my car, new car going home. I noticed the, lo- the engine was like dropped and stuff, and all the stuff was like hanging out of the car. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> did I just get a lemon, you know? And I. And I, I brought it home, and, and I was driving fine, and I brought it to the mechanic for a full inspection. He's like, I got some news for you. I'm like, well, what, 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 what news for you? He's like, this thing needs to be totally restored from scratch. I'm like, what? Whoa. I just spent a whole bunch of money on this thing. He's like, you don't know. These old cars need to be, you know, there's a lot. There's been, this thing's been abused. The engine, there's oil leaks. And I'm like, oh, my. And I just, I just took this deep Sort of like, you know, my stomach, like, oh, my God, what I get myself into here? And then he's like, the only way out of this thing is to is to to rebuild it. You know, like the Bionic Man, you got to rebuild this thing from scratch. So I'm like, gosh, and how can I afford it? So I went to deal with this mechanic where I can just pay him a small increments over, over the months, you know, as he's built something new. He's like, I sent him some money. Because yeah, there's COVID, he needs some work. And I was like, well, oh. okay, I'll give it a try, you know. So... You literally re- they rebuilt the engine, the brake suspension, all mechanically new. And then I said, "Well, if I got this far, I'll redo the interior." You know, so I redo <laughs> the interior. You know, I might as well repaint it then. I've gotten this far, you know, and that's like and, end up kind of rest called what's called resto modding, restore to the modern day, restore it to oh. all mechanically to a modern kind of vintage look to it. And now it's it's all done this week. I'm having a film documentary out and all that. And started my own restoration wait, business for fun. Wait, next year. what? You're you're filming a documentary about this? Yeah, this week actually. This week I've got a film crew and a drone camera crew, and we're going to do a documentary on the whole story of the build of the car, uh, so that people who I work with me next year to have me build one for them can see the whole story behind how it all works. Ah, perfect, genius! Wow, sounds like a video is so movie. cool, Brandon. We should think about getting we into think video. About video. Yeah, we should, we should get in that. <laughs> yeah, you guys should get in the video business. Yeah, we should get in that business. <laughs> So you're creating a case study, a micro documentary. I love it. Yeah, they're putting like a microphone next to the exhaust pipe and a little, little camera in the car and they're interviewing me while I'm driving. It's really cool. I'm going to have that for my side business next year on the website. Love it. That's, that's fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, go, go ahead. Somebody going to say something? I, I'm, I interrupted somebody. Well, I was going to comment that Ari has a guitar behind him and Brandon, you have a guitar behind him. And I'm wondering which one of you two actually play. Ari does. No, it's Brandon does. I I just, I just started. (laughs) Okay. Ari, I looked at your guitar like, Oh man, Ari, (laughs) if he can play the guitar and he can have a hobby like the car and he can run his business, I can learn the guitar too. I've been like wanting to pick up the guitar for about two years. We like, just no, lessons no, together. We just a virtual lesson. You're really gonna do it, and this is my son's guitar, and he picked uh, it up for a while. And he kind of put it down. So, sure. but I'm like, oh, I'm right there. And I, saw, I looked at yours. I'm like, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. So we'll I start taking a lesson. We'll do some lesson together. Uh, we'll do we it. Should, yeah. We should do something to keep each other. See, Ari's at least looks more accessible, Brandon, because it's in a stand on the floor. Yours <laughs> right. is hanging on the wall like an art piece. You're gonna, you're gonna knock mine off the wall. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. amazing. So, um. Ari, if you were to kind of take a look in the last few years, um, if, if if you were to put your business or life in a Netflix category and and the, the button was science fiction, have you had anything that is kind of unexplainable or amazing happen to you that you just really can't explain? Well, I mean, the way I view my life is very much like an S curves on a road. You know, we turn this curve and then you hit kind of an edge and then you got to turn again. 
that's been my life for a long time in this business to figure out the right model that would work for me. I mean, I tried everything from corporate consulting to speaking to webinars, to membership programs, to finding my right model. It's been hard. It has not been easy, even though it's been a great solution. Finding a business model that works for you personally is really not an easy thing to do. So I got a lot of burns, you know, scratches from those 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 S curves that I still feel today. And I think luckily I found my way finally. I'm now in the process of replicating myself. That was my goal. Not replace myself, but replicate myself. Different concept where I have other people becoming mini Aries, doing what I do. Uh, and that's what I'm really excited about that's changing my life right now. So, Ari, can I ask you about that? Because I think, you know, in this beautiful world of entrepreneurialism and the transitions that we've seen happen the last 20 years with being able to work anywhere and create all different types of courses and models and, and information products and all these things. First question is, which I know the answer is yes, because you're doing it, is can can someone create something that fits their personality? And I really like the way you you said that because... A lot of us, you know, I know for me, I can look at, okay, where, where do I fit here? What what kind of model fits for me? Am I a digital nomad? Do I want to live? Exactly. Well, not really. I kind of, I want to be engaged and I, I want to go here and be able to have the flexibility. So I, I guess, was it coming to that revelation or, or understanding like, you know what, I have all these different pieces and, but this is me and this is what resonates with me. And so what did you come up with? What What is now your model that you could share? Well, I mean, I realized if we're in the information business and I'm the product and that my name's on the business and it's a guru business, no one's going to probably buy it. It's not a typical model where I can go from vacation for three months and it keeps running. I mean, I don't run up, you know, a whole bunch of laundry mats. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> right. it's, you know, what kind of business we're in. It just doesn't not easily sold. So I said to myself, if I can't sell my business. Then I can, what if I replicate myself? If I can have other people do what I do step by step. So, of course, I have an operations team that does all the processes. But the front end of the business, I now have other coaches who have trained who do what I do. And our model is simple. And I like simplicity. Our model is strictly one-on-one coaching via Zoom. And that's it. There's no other model. Literally, Mm -hmm. what the process is, they come in, they order our book. Then they do go to a consultation. And I have a new book coming out next year called The One Call Sale, by the way. So my coaches are taught to do the one call sale. And they teach their our clients how to do the one call sale for them. So we're living what we're teaching. Like we're literally showing them what we're doing with them right now. And this is what you do. And and then they onboard with them. And they're, they're now doing all the sales and all the coaching. And we just share the revenue. So I can have free time to go do what I really want to do, which is other passion projects as well. So... I still love my business and I want to do it, but I want the freedom to know when I want to do it. How love much it. How much of an internal struggle was it, Ari, to give up that part of the business, that, that front end where you thought it was... Well, so it's not a giving up because I still cherry pick who I want to work with. Remember, I only have three hours of US time. So once okay. the three hours are gone, three hours are gone. Not like I have excess time. It, it's a hard stop. I have no choice. Okay. Like if I get 10 leads tomorrow morning from the U.S., what am I going to do? I might get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I, mean, just, I can't go back. Like I had to figure out a way to create capacity. Right. I have no capacity. Mm-hmm. So I'll cherry pick a few clients here and there, but the rest will go to the people in the U.S., Europe, and Australia who have a full day of time who want to do this full time from their home via Zoom. So what I this is not a licensing model, but I've kind of franchised myself. But basically, the model is uh, it's a business opportunity for someone. There's no sure. fee. I just train them with my time for free, and we split whatever comes in. And I and, I, and the magic of the whole machine is I produce the leads for them. Right. They do no marketing. They just show up for Zoom and do what I teach them to do. Hmm. Very, very much like a franchise. That's why you buy a franchise because correct the, lead, the leads come in. They tell you yeah. what the process is and, exactly, and you're just that's that's amazing. They plug into our system and they just do what I did before. Very, very cool. Love it. Simple, simple, simple. The other and, thing, and, is, there's no, and there's no contracts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love no that. agreement, no agreements at all. How do you it's make all... sure you're getting paid? I got to ask. How do you make sure these? Because all the money comes to us. It's all, all oh, the it's whole system. You. Oh, you're the it's, gatekeeper, it, of course. The whole system they plug into our system. So the cards processed here. It's documented. 
but there's no contract. There's no don't oh. do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, because I trust them already, because the people already know me, have used my product, and they're already in my world. Hmm. No DocuSign, huh? Not even? Nothing. No legals, nothing. Are there my guys like, what? We don't have to do any? No, it's on trust. I'll trust you. And you know what? Your performance will prove itself very quickly, whether it's a fit or not. If it's not a fit, we disengage. But I don't want to set expectations of any in any anything. It's not realistic. Sure. So I'm sure this is true, but with your model, because Bob and I are very much trust-based people. We we want to work with people we want to work with. We want exactly. to see you at parties. We want to hang out with our clients. We like we generally enjoy the relationship aspect of. I'm sure you've gotten burned. I'm sure is there has has is it just a risk of hey this is this is a value of mine and I'm not going to waver from it. I am going to trust and hire and work with people that are trust based. Well, I'm not hiring them and I'm not getting okay. burned because it it you 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 choose people who are already in your inner circle. You see, so you don't go to the outside where you got to get to, you don't know someone. It's like you know, like a family meeting a family. It's like you only choose people who are in your world who know you who respect you, been a client of yours, someone you know is a good person. Mm-hmm. Love it. And you just lay out the model. Say, here's the opportunity. Here's the, if you, As long as you commit to showing up every week and you learn this, I can see your improvement and you can perform, then great. We have something here. If not, we'll disengage. And that's all i got to do. So these aren't people who I'm casting from the outside world saying, hey, I've got a new program. Sign up here. Fill the application out. We'll have a one. Like, I'm not. No, as people already know, know what I do, they get it. Yeah. That's the key secret to making the model work is bringing people in from the inside, not the outside. Mm, Love that. Love that. And I love it because it also throws out this old ridiculous thing that business, it's not personal, it's business. I've always felt like it's that. That, that, that It would be like Perry saying that you and us, Hey guys, you come help my business. We're like, yeah. You're like, do we have to have a contract? I mean, like it's the same concept. It'd be yeah. like having you guys help me. Like, okay, sure, I trust you. Oh yeah, all day. So we don't need to have a physical, like, complicated legal contract. Yeah, it's interesting, Love and it. we we've been working with Perry for years, and we have a handshake and an email that just lays out what the terms are, and that's that's what it is. No contracts. Yeah, simple. And and it it does work, but trust. Trust is the is the thread that runs through kind of everything that you do, and um, you're doing what you can do to cultivate trust, and you're expecting the other party to to kind of meet Correct. you in that place. And right, that's because very evident, very quickly, quickly when they're not doing that, very yeah. fast. Yeah. So as we have a couple more minutes left, all right, this is wonderful. I really appreciate this. This is good stuff. So appreciate having you on. So this is just kind of a thing I like to do at the end called the 60 second rant. And this is just kind of a, a way to learn a little bit more about you and have a chuckle and, 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 and what, what, what gets under your craw and it, it could be about anything it could be about food, clothing, sales, whatever you're already doing, already doing a little bit of ranting and I love it. So give me something top of your head, 60 second rant, anything go. Lack of attention to detail is what just gets gets to me like this car example for instance you know i've got this gear knob and it's it's twists and slides and i brought it to my mechanic the other day and there's a bolt underneath it he's like well I, the bolts is, is fine but you got to just twist it a little tighter and that'll keep it in, in, in together and, I, and he's like we did that for you it's like great i drive the car away and it it unwinds again i'm like what then i bring it to my guy who detail details the car he's like oh, i've got an idea let's put some tape on the inside seal it and let's should seal it down and never allow it to i'm like and he does that and it fixes it i'm like why did the mechanic think like that why does he not test it and try it and make sure it's not going to twist back these, these little things like that just irk me because i'm a perfectionist around things that, that i create and produce and others don't think like that love it i love it i and- love it and your your setup behind you Ari, really reflects that because it's a pretty articulate, well manicured setup space. So that's that's right on brand for you. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. So Ari, I know I know you have to go. Um, it is so 
always an honor and a pleasure to talk with you, see your face. Um, I can't wait till uh, either we make it out to Australia, you make it back to the States. We can uh, share a meal, share a drink together. Um, That's one of the things we definitely missed during the pandemic and can't wait to get back in touch with you. And I I know this episode is going to encourage, entertain and uh, inspire a lot of people. So we're just so grateful for your time. Good to see you guys again. It's been great as well for me. Thank you for listening to The Innovative Founder with Bob Regneris and Brandon Boyd, a show featuring the real stories of entrepreneurs making their beautiful dent in the world. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating. If you're an innovative business founder yourself with a story to tell, then you might just be our next guest. Reach out to us on InnovativeFounder.com and tell us your story. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on The Innovative Founder.